May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts always be acceptable to the God who creates, redeems, and breathes life into us all. Amen. Who here can believe we're already in December? What a strange year it has been. For some it may have flown past, for others it may have sort of gone up and down and left and right and taken us on quite the journey to get here. But here we are in this season of Advent. And I think this season, especially the start of December, is one that kind of brings out two different people. We've got Santa's little elves who are right into it and who probably put up their Christmas tree in early November. And then we have the Christmas Grinches, who uh, have probably been already assaulted by Michael Bublé singing Christmas carols in the mall, right? Well, I have to admit that in general I'm probably more of a Christmas Grinch, until December. And as soon as December tips over and I find myself in that Advent season, something happens. Advent starts to get to me. And sure, it's kicked off with the apocalypse, these verses in the gospel which kind of shake you out of ordinary time and tell you that something special is going on. And then slowly, Advent warms up my heart and starts getting me ready for what is to come. The gospel text this morning is particularly Adventy. We have John the Baptist crying out in the wilderness that the Lord is coming and insisting that we are prepared. But before we get there, I want to take us through some of the other texts provided by the lectionary today to show the prophetic tradition which John comes from. So our sentence today and our Old Testament text comes from the prophet Malachi. See, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, indeed he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. This sounds exciting, doesn't it? Sounds like good news. Well, if you continue reading, it's not such good news for some of the long list of evildoers, which includes those who swear falsely, those who oppress the hired workers, those who harm the widow and the orphan, and those who thrust aside the alien. Interesting words indeed for our times. Our psalm today is actually taken from the Gospel of Luke, as well as this. It is the song of Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist. It's this beautiful song of love and of faith that also falls within this prophetic tradition and finishes with these words. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the ways of peace. Here Zechariah foresees the role that his son will play in preparing the way for the Lord. The Lord who will guide all of our feet in the way of peace. Keep that in mind as we continue into the Gospel text. 
a text which Jean read so beautifully, but can often catch people out uh, as they're reading it with that long list of names, some of which are a little bit challenging. Because it's a text with a list of names of powerful men. Men who lord over other people, who exercise authority over large regional areas. First, in our rogues gallery, we have Emperor Tiberius, the ruler of Rome and the Roman Empire. Next named is Pontius Pilate, the governor of the region of Judea, where our story is set. So we're sort of zooming out and zooming in, yeah? Then we have the local rulers, Herod and his brothers, whose names I'm going to avoid pronouncing. And finally, the priestly rulers, Annas and Caiaphas, who lorded over the temple in Jerusalem. And yet, this story is not about them, because they were not the receivers of the word of God. They were not chosen by God to prepare the way for God's Son. No, no, that privilege was given to John the Baptist. An extraordinary chap, a lone prophetic voice in the wilderness, the wildlands, away from civilization calling us to repentance. When I read this, I kind of get a mental image from Hollywood, from Hollywood movies, of an unkept man with a scraggly beard, standing on the side of the road, holding a sign, repent of your sins, for the end is nigh. And perhaps John was a little bit like this. But the word repentance here doesn't quite do justice. Because this is the metanoia kind of repentance. The life transformed, restored, and renewed kind of repentance. The kind where we recognize the errors of our past ways and are made ready for a new way. The Christ way. And what today's Gospel reminds us is that the ways the world are temporary. Those who yield power over others will not last. The temple that Annas and Caiaphas lorded over fell. The castles that King Herod ruled from fell. The palaces of Rome all fell. This should give us hope in the promise of Advent, that the injustices of the world are temporary, that we can give up the greed and materialism that destroys our planet, that we can rebalance global inequities which leave so many in poverty, that we can imagine a world where swords are beaten into plowshares. We have hope because John is preparing us for a new way. And we must join with him to prepare the way for the Christ child. We should open our hearts to embrace Christ's way of justice, love and peace. This is the repentance that John is calling us to this evening. Amen.